smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast welcome to season 2 of our podcast ticks for free in which we discuss all things football i am dhiman and with me is my co-host vivek messi Chelsea made all the headlines as the January transfer window came to a close on Tuesday night. The biggest spenders even before deadline day, they splurged even more hours before the 11 p.m. UK deadline. breaking the british transfer record fee by signing argentine midfielder enzo fernandez from benfica for 106.7 million pounds in an eight and a half year deal the fee eclipsed the 100 million pounds that manchester city had paid aston villa for uh, england international jack grealish in 2021 it means that chelsea have now bought eight players and spent more than 350 million pounds in this window which is more than every club in the top leagues in spain italy germany and france combined Owner Todd Bowley clearly wants to make a statement after replacing Roman Abramovich at the helm last summer. But are these smart acquisitions or are they spending recklessly? In some areas of the pitch, they seem overloaded to me. Uh, what about you, Diman? The first, uh, Vivek, you need a squad to make a push for titles, and on that front, uh, Chelsea cannot be accused of scrimping. So uh, now. the business of player recruitment is such that it's so heavily based on speculation that it it can often make the stock market look like a teddy bear's picnic uh, because those who invest in the stock market will of course tell you that you know they do a lot of research and so do people who um, behind the scenes people who are advising on which player to buy and why but it could still go spectacularly south so there's a lot based on speculation and you know for instance so many of those deals go wrong and so many of those best managers go wrong but having said that it is clear from what chelsea is doing that you know the new owners are giving graham potter enough to shape a rebuild uh, my worry here is this that you know these things take time and football clubs uh, especially of the uh, ones that the reputation of chelsea and you know the top elite clubs in the world that is one thing they don't have they want instant gratification they want instant success and blending so many players along with the new coach is is something that uh, may not happen over the next 6 months but it could happen in the next 2 years but is chelsea going to wait for those 2 years i'm not so sure because you know nottingham forest signed a raft of players after returning to the premier league they even kept faith in steve cooper and they bought even 6 players this january window so that's 6 more but they don't look like a team that has settled and while forest would be content with survival Chelsea's new signing and a coach who wasn't appointed too long ago will be needed to make a much greater impact because the expectations now on Chelsea would be way more. Uh, Potter has recently asked for patience, but you know it's going to run thin if you do not deliver in the short term. Yeah. And you know the other thing that they have done is, uh, which is smart accounting essentially, is that they have. Uh, given long contracts to players so the eight and a half year deals for uh, mikhailo mudrik and enzo fernandez because uh, 
it's what is called amortization it's a term accountants are very familiar with and people who follow football transfers are also kind of familiar with it it essentially means that you know you're spreading the expenditure over the duration of a deal in this case so it, it essentially means that chelsea are not paying whatever is the deal for enzo fernandez a mind blowing figure of whatever it is uh, they are not paying it at one go it is an amount that will be spread over 8 years but the income on the other hand is usually given at one go so benfica is going to register this as one go but chelsea is not going to pay that over one go so this is a practice that helps you stay within the financial fair play rules and here you know they, they, they've just got their timing right against smart accounting because it is possible that uefa is going to cap the amortization to a maximum of 5 years by the time the next transfer window opens in summer so they have just slipped under the radar so now they have these two eight and a half year deals and some other longer term deals which means they are within the rules which means they are not doing anything that could invite strictures but it will also lead to expectations that could be difficult to match yeah yeah i guess only time will tell whether the money that uh, chelsea have shelled out for fernandez whether it's worth it or not uh, he did have a fantastic world cup but uh, uh, yeah. obviously we haven't seen much of him at benfica so it, it remains to be seen whether he can adapt to the pace of the premier league and absolutely and, yeah uh, with fernandez coming in of course uh, chelsea have decided to let go of jorginho who has been a loyal servant to the club for the last 4 years and was a key part of their champions league winning side uh, he is moved from chelsea to arsenal now Uh, Biman Jorginho is 31 and he is perhaps not at his best. He was never the fastest of players and seems to have slowed down even further now. Uh, but Arsenal will hope that his experience can come in handy as they look to win the Premier League title this season. Yeah, I mean, look, you mentioned this point about getting used to the pace of the Premier League, and we all remember how difficult it was for Jorginho initially to get used to the pace when mm-hmm. Maurizio Sarri brought him over. Uh, he was looking lost, but then. because of his qualities because of his abilities and because of his uh, technical skills he would do so many things that were central to chelsea's success i mean if you look at the places where he receives the ball it's usually it's usually in the most difficult situations now he has that confidence to be able to thread that pass to be able to do that so arsenal went in for a short term thing i think elneny is injured and they needed someone who understands the premier league you see the point you made about enzo fernandez again is that he will need to get used to the pace of the premier league uh, a great world cup is fine and of course taking nothing away from what he's achieved in that world cup but mm. getting used to the premier league often takes time pep guardiola has spoken about it and and you know he's not the only one so here arsenal do not have that problem they get somebody uh, who's moved across the city literally and is used to doing this so so they needed somebody of experience they needed someone who could help arsenal consolidate on an excellent first half of the season uh, therefore jorginho and you know arsenal have missed out on their targets uh, mudrick was one target uh, but so they've compensated that by getting trossard again and jorginho so these are two players who are premier league players who know what it takes and who can help plug the holes that arteta thinks needs to be plugged and let's not forget i mean this is something that bukayo saka could be slightly worried about jorginho is also a handy option when it comes to penalties now saka is possibly their designated penalty taker but uh, 
there is this option of uh, having Jorginho as well. So when it comes to penalties, so so I think it's a it's a, it's a win win for uh, Arsenal really. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, given the raft of players that Chelsea have brought in, I guess it was inevitable that they would try to uh, move some of their older players on. They did try their best to send Hakim Ziyech on on loan to PSG as well, but uh, that hasn't worked out. Uh, one of the challenges for Graham Potter is going to be how he's going to manage his huge squad and make sure he keeps everyone happy. That's going to be quite difficult. It's a huge task for managers at this level. See, they are not teaching these people to play football. It is essentially this is what they're doing. You know, managing a squad, keeping players happy, and and uh, of course, yes, I get your point. It could be a problem. New players have come in. They want to show the, their abilities. They want to hit the ground running, sort of. And the coach, kind of manager, kind of decides, okay, you're not fit now. You're not still not ready. Uh, let's keep you on the bench for some time, or maybe you train with the first team. It's a lot of uh, juggling of people with fragile egos and people who have to prove the amount that they have cost the club. So, and you know, at, at the World Cup, uh, Jurgen Klinsmann, who was part of the FIFA technical study group, mentioned the flip side of having a bigger squad is that you have to keep more players happy. He was referring to the squad being extended to uh, 26 this time because of COVID. And he said, it's not something that I really like because as a manager, it means, you know, the player who's not playing can be a bad influence in the changing room. He can be disappointed. Maybe when I suddenly need him, he's not ready. So all these things, of course, uh, Potter will have to uh, manage. And having said that, you know, Zias was something that was... There, he was always uh, going to be moved. He's hardly played uh, even yeah. before the World Cup. He had a great World Cup, but he's hardly clocked minutes there. So, you know, it fit that they would offload him. But I read that, you know, the deal fell through because there was a delay in submitting papers. Now, this is something you do not associate with elite professional clubs. But these things happen because, uh, you know, it happened with David Dahaya uh, all those years ago when a fax from Real Madrid arrived late. Those were the days of faxes and stuff. And yeah. and he stayed at uh, Manchester United and he's continued to stay at Manchester United and he's thrived. Now, there, there's talk of a new contract for David Dahaya possibly in summer. So, What's not to say, you know, strange are the ways of this game and stranger things have happened. But what's not to say that, you know, Hakim Ziyech's fortunes also turn around similarly. Right, right. Uh, while there was frenetic activity in England, thanks to Chelsea mainly, uh, there were some other clubs who also made some key acquisitions. Uh, Tottenham, for example, signed uh, Spain wing-back Pedro Poro, uh, the kind of player that Antonio Conte has been looking at for a while on a loan deal that will be made permanent in the summer. Uh, Liverpool, of course, uh, brought in Cody Gakpo, another player who had an excellent World Cup uh, that was well before deadline day, of course. In contrast, it was a quiet day in Spain on deadline day. There wasn't much activity and in general in the window. I think Atletico were probably the busiest out of the top clubs. They signed Memphis Depay on a two-year deal after loaning Yao Felix to Chelsea while also bringing in right-back Matt Doherty from Tottenham. Diman, uh, Barcelona and Real, did you expect more from them or... Uh, the fact that uh, their purses are quite tight right now meant that they couldn't uh, splurge like they perhaps would have earlier. Yeah, true. I mean, they don't have the money. Simple. Yeah. According to uh, FIFA's global report on global transfers in 2022, you see, six of the top 10 deals were done by players moving to the Premier League. Now, the Premier League uh, is is now in a different league when it comes to finances. You look at how the spending has been in Spain in Germany, in uh, France, and in Italy. And Chelsea's outspent all of them. 
all of those countries yeah. put together so that is the kind of gap it's it's no longer a gap it's more of a chasm now so english clubs have spent nearly 1 billion dollars uh, in this window so it it tells you why the likes of florentino perez keep talking about a super league because that is the kind of competition they think is necessary to keep uh, the the future of a club like real madrid or barcelona or juventus uh, secure now it is something that andrea agnelli would thinking about had he not been forced to step aside see the pull of the premier league uh, even the championship is such that you know it, it attracts somebody like marcelo bielsa a top top coach in the history of the game dare i say to a club that's in the second division some years ago chris coleman after having taken wales to the 2016 european championship semi final i think mm. i'm terrible with dates here so but i do remember this that chris coleman joined sunderland uh, now it explains why a club like bournemouth can buy six players in this window the the money here is it's no longer about you know trying to catch up these leagues cannot catch up hmm. they cannot catch up and it it tells you why eriksen is injured so manchester united need a player and uh, enter uh, sabitzer at next to no time in very short notice and and he's happy he says sometimes in life and i quote him you have to make quick and important decisions from the moment i heard about this opportunity i knew it was right for me I'm a competitive player I want to win and help the club achieve its aims. Now consider this Vivek theoretically he could have been playing in the Champions League. Okay he's not a regular point but he's still in the squad. He could have won a Champions League this time. He chose to play the Europa League. Also because of the pull of the Premier League which I mean we'd be kidding ourselves if we deny that now. So coming back to Barcelona I think their biggest problem was registering gavi and they would be more than happy that they've done that uh, they still have a lot of wage bill trimming to do before they can sign players and you know they spent heavily in the summer they got a whole lot of players who they had difficulty registering again but they're trying to sort that out uh, now similarly real madrid also have a lot of players whose contracts run out this summer I think there are seven players whose contracts run out this summer and they include players such as Modric and Benzema. So I'm guessing you know in keeping with convention at Real uh, where a player over 30 is offered a year's extension and then they take it from there they're going to offer some of them an extension which also explains why they have not done too much business in January. Hmm. Yeah, the man your point about the pull of the Premier League is it's certainly clear for all to see isn't it? You look at a club like Chelsea itself and they haven't won the league title since 2017. they are languishing at 9th or 10th this season and certainly quite some distance away from getting a champions league spot and yet have yeah exactly which means they'll the possibly be playing yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. so they'll be playing the europa league for all you know yeah. and they still get a world cup winner uh, yeah. who who wants to come over. who wants to come yeah who's, who's who wants yeah, to come exactly, exactly. yeah true yeah. uh the man from asia australia defender ari sotaru again had a good world cup he is uh, he has moved to leicester city in the premier league uh, i think as uh, australia manager graham arnold had predicted he would uh, in doha and equally like uh, sofian bufal who was uh, excellent for morocco he has moved to qatari club al rayyan from french club angers uh, given how well he played for morocco you would have thought that there would have been greater interest in him from european clubs uh, he's only 29 again you know it it's that hakim ziach uh, situation but you know the first thing when you talk about sofian bufal that comes to mind is the way he danced with his mother after world <laughs> cup games and that was yeah. that was fantastic i mean it is one of the 
memories of the world cup that is going to stay long with us after you know after even talk of what has been a good world cup goes dies down it was incredible so yeah but coming back to uh, sofian bufal i am guessing that you know increasingly more players like sofian bufal will be coming to countries such as qatar and saudi arabia over the next few transfer windows i mean these two west asian countries will attract talent as china once did and uh, they are possibly on a sounder wicket financially because china's football market was hinging on a lot of real estate speculation a lot of which went bust so i am thinking that you know there'll be more interest from players to places such as qatar and saudi arabia which kind of explains why sofian bufal has moved there uh in other news i've seen that you know shinji kagawa has moved back home he's back in japan which again tells you you know that uh, the the j league now is a place where top japanese players once upon a time top japanese players come back to retire which actually tells you that you know it is a proof of how big that country's football has become that you know players so many players move out of that country they export so many players uh, that you know it is it is players come back to that league to retire uh, japanese players so it's proof of how japan's japan has grown as a, as a football country now in india also there've been some uh, interesting moves uh, you know freddy gaego has returned to the league but he's returned to atk mohan bagan he has a lot of skills Uh, but he has also had two major injuries which required surgery and long periods away from football in 2019 and 2021 also he hasn't played much since recovering last year and is being eased back by atk mohan bagan coach juan ferando uh, he has been used as a backup for hugo bumus uh, atk mohan bagan's number 10 literally and otherwise but what i'm surprised is that his arrival does not really address the big spenders problems in front of goal they have had a problem in getting the ball into the net and that has been something that atk mohan bagan have not been able to sort out uh, going into the second half going almost into the last few games of the league phase so i am i'm not sure what gaego is going to bring to the situation here and whether he will be able to solve what has been a very difficult problem for juan ferrando all season right and east bengal demon uh, having sorted out their problems with iran zomit singh which had led to a ban on new signings have got an english striker jake jervis now jervis has mostly played in the championship and in the lower divisions of english football but uh, uh, east bengal of course they are ninth in the standings and haven't uh, done too well ever since they moved to the isl it's it's been a tough road for them and they'll hope that jervis can probably help them end the season on a slightly better note That was it for this episode. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on our Twitter handles at @vivek9301 and at @demanht. If you're a true football fan, you cannot not subscribe to Kickoff, our weekly newsletter on the world game which hits inboxes every Friday. For more updates on this podcast, follow HT Smartcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.